Hello again and you're very welcome to this week's Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond and at home in Kent is Harlequins and England centre Rachel Burford. So Burf, week five of lockdown, are you managing to, to stay sane or are you looking for small furry animals at the bottom of a log? <laughs> hey Johnny, um, no we're not doing too bad, you know obviously Sam pretty busy with the lockdown squad, my two own fairy, fairy animals are keeping us busy walking them daily and we had our gym delivered yesterday so I was shifting 506, no five, yeah 560 kilos of weight yesterday um, to get a little set up in our back garden so we've been doing alright thank you. Your full gym set up in the back of the garden? Well, no, as in like we've got a cage, um, as in like a, a squat rack, not a cage that you put people in or anything. I was going to say, um, you go down a very different <laughs> avenue there. <laughs> um, some dumbbells, some weights, those kind of things, just to keep ticking over and, and enjoy a bit of training in the sunshine. Nice, yeah. Some of those uh, skills and stuff uh, my boys will be trying out from the lockdown squad. Yeah, there's some uh, some really useful stuff out there, there's this enjoyable stuff, some entertaining stuff. Uh, and I, I personally find it really interesting to see, I mean, these are unprecedented times and you know, life is going to be quite different, I think, for, you know, for, for, for a while. Um, but it's interesting to see how, how people react to it, doesn't it? Whether it be friends or, or people on social media or whatever. Um, obviously, you're, you're doing your lockdown, Scott. We're doing a few sort of extra pods and whatever. And some people are just sort of going to their own shells, don't they? And um, sort of just letting it all wash over them. But um, yeah, keep 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 positive. Keep keep banging the, the drills and, what, and whatever whatever out there. Um, it is keeping people's minds and bodies ticking over, which is is so very very important. Well, luckily for me, Johnny, I've only been uh, nominated to run 5k and I know that you've been nominated to do something that's going to be unbelievable um, and you're going to shave your head for charity for the NHS yeah I probably had uh, half a shandy too many one night and uh, agreed to to shave it and then I, I got coerced into up in the ante so as my children are blindfolded I'm going to shave my head so um, I shall have no hair and no ears probably by the end of it. <laughs> Hopefully they're going to be guided. But yeah, no, look, I'm going to donate to that um, and I won't nominate you to run 5K because you're doing more than your bit for the NHS. But was it justgiving.com, Johnny Hammond, go there, sponsor you? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, we are a Just Giving page. So yeah, search Just Giving Johnny Hammond. Uh, yeah, please, please get involved. And uh, yeah, give give whatever you can. Just a bit of fun, um, and actually stops stops my ridiculous thatch like hair growing any any more. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just try to do a little bit to to give back to some absolutely extraordinary, brave, incredible work that uh, yeah, not just our, our doctors and nurses and, and cleaners and bin men and postmen and all that sort of doing, but the army and all the rest of it. So uh, yes, trying to trying to give a little bit back. But uh, yes, do. Do keep an eye on that, and uh, yes, uh, the details will be be on our socials. Yeah, let, let's raise money for that because we know how important and how good of a cause that is. And Johnny, don't you dare nominate me. Ha 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 ha! I'm Leanne Riley, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod.
Well, I'm delighted to say our guest this week is England fly half and good friend of the WRP, Katie Day McLean. I caught up with a World Cup winning captain just yesterday. Thank you very much, Katie Daly McLean, MBE, for joining us. Uh, first things first, how are you? How's the family? All safe and well, I'm hoping. Yeah, hey, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, we're all good here. Um, sunshine in Manchester again. This must have been about the 10th day running. I think wow. we've had sunshine. That's a record in itself. Indeed, indeed. But no, it's all good. Everybody's uh, still uh, safe and well. Um, nobody's killed each other. So, yeah, <laughs> we're all good here. And what are you doing to, to fill your time? Or are you mixing up with, uh, I don't know, a bit of gardening, baking, uh, box sets? How, how are you getting through it all? So, um, doing a bit of running. Started doing a bit of 5Ks. Uh, right. I'm aiming for Abby Brown's time of 22 minutes, 15 seconds or whatever. She'll PB that. I'm currently at 25, so it might be a long game. Wow. Um, yeah, and then I've started baking cheese scones. What else? Oh, I start flapjack. I mean, I'm not sure you would class any of this as baking. Um, yeah, I mean, that's putting ingredients together and putting them in the oven. That's the definition of baking, presumably. Yeah, well. Were they any good? exactly what I said. Too fair, my first round of flapjack was absolutely dreadful. Too much um, golden syrup, and it was so gooey. But after that, the second batch has been all right. This is why I've got to run 5K. Otherwise, I'm going to be that <laughs> size of a house when I leave. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Well, at least I'm doing one step of your uh, lockdown re- routine. I- I'm baking lots, not doing the 5Ks, but uh, well, that's good. I'm doing half what the World Cup winners are doing. Great. Um, <laughs> good. Well, I'm really pleased to uh, to hear that, uh, that all's well and you're keeping yourself entertained. Uh, we just wanted to just, just chat, obviously, off the back of the news of the fact that you're exchanging lightning for sharks. How did that come about? You must be really pleased. Tell us, tell us, tell us more. Yeah, so uh, basically, obviously, I've played light, uh, Lightning for the last two seasons, and it was a great move when I left DMP. You know, it was exactly in terms of what I needed at that time of going to a program that was really well known for its rugby. I had accessible to a lot of equipment and gym and really good staff and like some amazing players. You know, the likes of Rachel Malcolm, Sarah Bonner, obviously, Scazzi came up there, Suds was already coaching there. So that was brilliant. And then basically, Sale obviously put a, a bit into getting to the TPs. 15s uh i live in manchester now um and obviously when that was released for me it was just a amazing to kind of go and explore what that could be with what was saying and obviously chatting to michelle orange um and darren who's their their head of rugby basically just chatting about what what how they see the game and how they see the future and it it really excited me the the opportunity to be part of a program from the beginning um and obviously in in a slightly different role in terms of as i'm getting slightly older uh, about the transition in between mm-hmm. playing and coaching and 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 how that looks um and those guys were willing to kind of like allow that um and and kind of work with me in terms of being able to do a little bit of both and and to assist in terms of the the program itself so it, it was really really exciting i think when you start to get over the hill a little bit, you you definitely start to look at the bigger picture now and about like young family and, and I want to be at home a little bit more in terms of not the, the commute to Loughborough, which was kind of like a three-hour round trip. Um, so this being on my doorstep and the excitement of the programme, like I say, and, and the support that we're going to get from Sail Sharks is something that I couldn't have turned down. And how, how, so how long have those, those conversations been going on? Because there were rumblings, weren't there, quite a few months ago before Christmas about sale potentially doing some of this. Have you been into those conversations early with, with Darren and Michelle? 
No, 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 not necessarily. I met I met Michelle a little bit earlier just because I was curious about their bid. Um, and obviously just to find out how seriously they're taking it. I think if you look at the, the TPs, you know, the game has massively moved on. And I, I just wanted to know what kind of sales and intent were. Um, and speaking and to Michelle, who's like brilliant, really, really keen to be involved, very competitive, very driven. I was like, oh, th- these guys are going to are, are serious about what they're trying to do here. It's not just kind of a, we're just going to have a go and see what happens. They, they want to build something special. Um, and then, obviously, you can't really make any future plans and, until we knew what the state of the league was. And, and last week moved pretty quickly in terms of speaking to Darren, the head of rugby. Obviously, every, all of this is now done over the phone. You don't get the chance to meet people anymore, yeah. especially in, a, in current climate, and just get a bit of a feel for him. And I think, for me, the, the thing that really uh, struck a chord was just about like his long-term vision. So you want to create in the northwest an opportunity for girls to play elite rugby rather than having to leave the region and, and, and go and play in the south and and for me i've probably had that a little bit of my career it's always been a little bit hard up, up north just because you haven't had the same kind of accessibility to clubs uh, you know like you think dmp is the the next closest team in terms of like going north so i think for me that was really exciting to be able to hopefully help and shape and, and build something where young girls can stay if they're from manchester in and around the area they can come and play here because it's a real performance centre. And I think looking at the facility Sharks have available to them, it was it was really exciting. And then it was a case, obviously, of, of speaking to Reese Edwards at Loughborough and, and making sure they were away. And, and obviously, I think for me, they, they, it's heard me whinge for, for the last two years about my travel. <laughs> um, more, more sessions. So I think, obviously, when I spoke to him about it, he could really appreciate that. Actually, like I say, with a young family, you, you don't want to be on the road that much. And the opportunity just to drive... 10, 15 minutes down the road was something that, again, along with all the other bits and pieces, really kind of was a nail in the coffin for me leaving Loughborough and, and coming to sail. What 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 was the overriding factor? The geography bit or was the fact that it's a start-up, something you're probably not going to get the chance to do very often in a career at all, and the fact that, you, that your role there was, was slightly different? Because I'm guessing that was slightly blocked, was it with obviously a strong coaching team up at Loughborough with, with Sarah Hunter and Reese. Yeah, so I think the biggest factor, I think, is probably the the star. You know, like you say, I think very rarely do you get an opportunity <clears throat> where, because of clubs coming into a, a new league, where you are going to be part of it from the beginning. Yeah. And I think for me, that that's really exciting. I think I've experienced a lot of different programs and a lot of different like coaches and setups over my career. And just to actually go and help and support building one and, and hopefully kind of use all the things that I've learned on my journey to hopefully like speed up shot the the sharks journey would be something that really excites me and like i say both down and michelle are really keen in and really kind of sensible about how they see the vision of the sharks you know they're, they're not saying oh we want to get in the league and try and win it in year one do you know what i mean it's about yeah pr- building an environment where it's going to be of attracted to players that they could really be competitive in the future i think for me like having a real sensible vision that was something that might like, oh i'd really like to get on board and try and help with that yeah, because we spoke to Michelle, obviously um, Michelle Orange, co-owner at Sale, there with her with her husband, there. Simon, isn't it? Um, yes. And yeah, hugely impressed, and they put out a VT as well when, when they got the announcement of being in the TPs. Uh, and Steve Diamond, uh, a chap I know reasonably well, just I, I was really, really impressed with his sincerity and the vision and clarity and, and actually passion. Uh, for the women's program being a complete integrated uh, part of, of what Sail Sharks uh, are doing up there. But can you say as a startup, that was a big factor. What, what are the different 
I mean, you might not be able to answer this fully, but you certainly give us a sense. What are the different challenges then as a as a top-class professional, World Cup winning captain, et cetera, et cetera? What are those different challenges going to be going to a start-up programme rather than going into one of these varied ones which you've, you've been before? Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest one at the moment is going to be players. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> speaking to my dad the other day, and he's like, oh, this is brilliant. He's like, who else is playing there? That's like, it's a good, uh, great question. Um, <laughs> so I think that's obviously the, the, the recruitment of, of players. You know, that's going to be a big thing for Darren to really start getting his teeth into and to, to build a squad. I think, like I say, for me, I've always gone into programmes that have been pretty much existing. Um, so it's going to be a, a lot for me to learn as well in terms of kind of setting up programmes, what, what we need to do. And for me, my kind of my own rugby development. But I think probably now I'm at a place now where in my career I know what I need to do. So it's just a case of, of having that facilitated or find people to help that to facilitate. And I think just for Sharks, it's it's new, isn't it? So it's about kind of learning your lessons and learning them quickly and trying to kind of utilise what you, the aspects and the, the facilities you have that's going to allow you to get your programme up and running. Uh, finally, I was just going to ask, is it trepidation slightly or real excitement that you're not actually just going to run out there with the boots, but you're probably going to have a tracksuit and a whistle around the neck as well in terms of uh, being a being a being a coach. What have you learned off Sunter? Yeah, I think you know it is watching Sunter, and actually you don't you don't really think about it until you're like, oh my god, I'm going to be in this position. It's just I think about being planned. I think uh, when you obviously we had a lot of free time when we were at Lightning before because we were in all day. Obviously the perks of kind of being full time um, and just kind of watching that she knew what she was going to do in our session, not probably trying to do too much. I think I've spoken to Darren about, I really want to be involved in kind of like driving our our strategy and stuff like that. But I don't think that necessarily means on a coaching it all. Yeah. Um, And obviously like there's going to be very, very good coaches that are going to be involved as well. And just about kind of making sure that for me, (laughs) that I get it right. I think it's, uh, I spoke to Nick Easter and uh, Kieran Bracken this morning on their their pod and they were just saying, it's like, yeah, just wait until you uh, miss a gap or you miss a conversion at the end, you're going to be like getting stick. I was like, I hadn't even thought about stuff like that. It's so true, isn't it? I was like, but at least I can cut it out of my own video analysis. I want to feature <laughs> yeah. the, my best bits rather than yeah, that <laughs> the didn't, rubbish bits. Yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. What? No, no, it didn't. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't throw it on the floor. I drop it. Oh, great. So uh, that kind of overall impression of how you see the game, possibly rather than the uh, minutiae of it, uh, is where you see your you see your role at Sale. <laughs> Yeah, I hope, hopefully. And I mean, like speaking to the guys, I think once we once it all gets sorted and they get people in post, then I think you can probably look to play to people's strengths. And it might be that actually they have a completely different vision. But I think for me, the the, the beauty of it is, it is a little bit of excitement. It, like you say, it's, it's slightly nerve wracking, if not slightly terrifying. But actually the excitement to go and work in part of a team that's run in the area that we can kind of look at what players we have. Because I was chatting to Darren about the other day. It's like, do we have a a playing structure that we're going to be like, this is how we play? Or does it depend on the players you have and you develop that style around your playing group? I think there's two different schools of thought there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I think there's loads of of bits and loads of things that are really, really exciting that you think actually, like, the future is bright. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, exciting, exciting challenge. And what a, what a time to do it as well. With sort of lockdown, it actually gives you a real focus and a real uh, positive 
thing to look forward to, doesn't it? Um, well, look, Katie, thank you so much for your time. We'll, we'll leave it there. No doubt you've got to get back to sort of baking flapjacks or another <laughs> another podcast to go on or, or something. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're a busy old lady. But so, this is my favourite. This oh, is my favourite, obviously. There you are. It's a beautiful thing. A lot of love flying around at the moment in lockdown. But uh, no, Katie, stay <laughs> clean. Thank you so much. We really, really wish you all the best uh, with a new challenge. And perhaps when uh, the season all gets started, we'll we'll have a chat with you nice and early and, and see how everything's going. Yeah, see if I'm still there and you haven't sacked me or asked <laughs> me to leave. After the first video analysis session. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Johnny. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, on sparkling form uh, as ever, Katie Daly-McLean, uh, MBE. Someone you know exceptionally, exceptionally well. But that is that is a massive, massive coup for, for Sale Sharks, isn't it? This uh, this new club going into the uh, the Premier 15s next season, hopefully. Yeah, it's a really clever move by them. And I mean, look, Katie lives in the area, so why would you not go, you know, knocking after somebody with that kind of calibre and that experience and wealth? Um, and, you know... Katie spent her whole life travelling to to play rugby and now she's in an area where there's a premiership team and an opportunity to play. Um, you know, fair play to her for taking the opportunity. And obviously, you know, as a, as a player, exceptionally well, having played outside her for many, many years, what, what's she going to bring to that to that tracksuit and whistle role as a, as a coach? Well, I think, you know, just the very nature of the position that she plays, she's a director. You know, she's got to be um, directing the play and helping others understand where she wants to get to. And she does that really well of how clear her communication is. And so I think they'll be the first sort of things that she's going to come in. She's obviously going to want to, you know, irrelevant of what's on her um, CV as a player, she'll want to go in and, you know, earn her place and, and show that she's there to put in the work, but also to help you know, this new beginning of Sale Sharks as well. Um, so I think they'll be the first sort of things that she'll want to get in there and start helping the direction of how the the team is going to look to probably attack, I would have thought. It's probably more so the area that she'll be looking to lead on or have an influence on. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably the, the area that she'll be looking to get her team stuck into. Can you can you tell when a, when a, when a player's going to be a good coach? Or is it just one of those things that... You you just can't see for you know, some some really good players don't make good coaches. Some you know fairly average players make really really good coaches. Can, can, can you see it? The the people that you've you've worked alongside. Yeah, I think I think you can see it. I think like anything, you know, if you want to be good at anything, you have to work at it. You have to develop yourself. Um, certainly, in my position over the years of coaching, I've known a lot of my weaknesses and I've had to go away and work on them. Um, So I think, you know, when you've got players who are good players, they understand the game and when they can communicate effectively and efficiently, um, I think there are some really, really um, particular traits about um, how you, how well you can coach. Um, For me also, it's kind of the understanding and understanding players and people. And I think Katie, you know, having done her leadership role for a number of years as England captain, um, but even when she didn't have the armband, she was still very much a leader within the side. She has great empathy of players. She has good understanding of the relationship between players and coaches. And and those types of skills are really, really important um, for any coach, um, especially if you want to go on to be a good coach. And I think she's got bundles of that from all her experience. You know, getting things wrong, getting things right over her time um, is what's going to lead her into being a really good coach. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that word you used at the top there, I just communication for me just so so crucial. You can see some of that. You know, for me, having been on really really weird office that I've I've had over the last couple of decades, being on the side of training pitches, watching men or women or or uh, under twenties or, or whatever running around training. The, the coaches that can communicate with players and therefore connect with players are are the most successful by by some country mile. Yeah, I think you hit it there where you said like it's having that connection um, and you need to understand players to be able to get that connection and know what works for them and what doesn't and different types of communication that you need to have. Um, and obviously, you know, having played with Katie for so long, we've been through a number of different eras with different co- players, different coaches. And so so many different ways and styles that she would have learned Um but in the same respect, she'll be learning her own her own way and her own styles and kind of picking out some of the things that really work for her as a player. But also, she knows what works for others as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, rugby's no different to life, really. Communication is key. People are key. Um, just going to widen it out uh, a, a touch, Perth. Obviously, so I'll come into that, that north-west. Uh, we've got DMP Durham, uh, of, of course, as well. But it's kind of take over from... Uh, Waterloo Furwood um, as one of the new teams in the Premier 15s and also Exeter down there in the South West um, as a new team. Geographically, how important is that for the women's game? Yeah, well, I think we've, we've touched on it a couple of times, the fact that it's really important that we keep spreading the game across the country. We obviously like we can look at Exeter and talk about the engagement that they've had down there when the Red Roses are playing. So just to have kind of the opportunity now, you know, if you're gonna take an international game down there, you're gonna sell it out, you can have all these young girls and boys, you know, be excited and, you know, happy to see women's rugby being played. So now, you know, they can aspire to do that at a club um in the Tyrrells Premier fifteen, which could then lead on to other things for them. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to be a young girl living in the southwest that has to now move um, you know, uproot herself so that she can go and have those opportunities. They're on her doorstep. And the same in sale, we want to keep inspiring, you know, pathways for young girls across the country, not just in the hotspots and the well established rugby areas. We want to keep growing and keep pushing. And the only way to do that is by, you know, having a really good spread of top quality teams, players across the country, playing the game, being seen so that we get more players, more, you know, not just players, but we get more people interested, whether that's spectators, whether that's, you know, sponsors, whether that's just, you know, people just looking in going, oh, well, we haven't had that over here. Let's get behind it. So it's it's everything, isn't it? It's actually, it could open so many other doors, not just from a playing point of view, but coaching, physios, doctors, all those types of things that the Tyrrells Premier 15 now offer for us to now keep spreading that across the country is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, couldn't couldn't agree more. We um, we have asked Nicky Bonsford, head of the women's game uh, for, for the RFU, to, to come on the pod. The uh, Bill Sweeney, the CEO of the RFU, briefed the media a couple of weeks back, and there's sort of a bit of a bit of a lockdown in terms of talking to the media at the moment. But uh, Nicky has promised. That as soon as uh, that's sort of lifted, and we kind of understand why, can't we? we? We can't answer a lot of the questions at the moment. So, but yeah, she's she's promised to, to come on the pod and and chat to us about the decisions that were made and and the excitement of those of those two two new clubs and kind of a half new club as well in uh, in DMP uh, Durham. 
I'm Vicky Fleetwood and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. But that's uh, about all from us this week, Berf. What's uh, what have you got planned for the next week? What it, what's what's the excitement? Is it uh, choosing what's for dinner is going to be the biggest excitement of the week, or have you got something else planned? Do you know what? The, the only thing that I really enjoy is just taking the dogs out on my own, get away from the house. <laughs> right. Okay, we'll move swiftly on. Uh, <laughs> but it is important time by yourself, isn't it? Yeah, you need to take a little bit of time out so that you don't get on on each other's nerves in the household. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to that end, you p- please please keep in touch uh, through our socials. Tell us what you're up to. Tell us if you want a, a shout out. Tell us how you're, you're passing the time. Um, yeah, get in touch. Yeah, that's right. Make sure you get in touch either on Instagram and on Twitter um, at Pod Women's Rugby. Um, why not check out our, our back catalogue uh, as well? We're sort of 36-odd pods in now since we, we started in, in September. Haven't haven't missed a, a week. And now we're, we're doing, obviously, the uh, two pods a week just to try and entertain you a little bit during this uh, this weird time. And we've interviewed some of the biggest names in the game. That's right, Johnny. I mean, the likes of World Player of the Year, Emily Scarrett, England captain Sarah Hunter, Lisa Burgess, Lynn Campwell, Rich. I mean, the list goes on. Nikki Ponsford, Katie Sadiat. There's plenty there for everybody to backtrack, have a listen and give us your thoughts. Yeah, and Ruby Tui, Kendra Cox is on there as well, which leads us nicely on to Sarah Goss. Two weeks' time is coming on the pod. That's uh, that's really exciting to have her on. Um, but there's a there's a fair bit in that back catalogue, so do check it out. Plus our new mini series, which we we just touched on. Uh, I've been chatting to some of the pr- like proper legends of the game who have just been all really really involved in this little little project, this little game almost that I, I've set. The, the all time fifteens, Rocky Clark's all time England fifteen went out at the weekend, so so check that out. And I must just apologise to to Jill Burns and Catherine Spencer for for the typo. Rocky Clark did select Kath Spencer at number eight, not Jill Burns. So uh, apologies to both of them for that. Uh, but yeah, check check those those mini series out. Plenty more to to come with those. Yeah, it's a brilliant mini series that you've done. But I mean, there's still to come. You've got Jill Burns herself, Bird, Catherine Spencer, Lynn Campwell, and current Red Rose skipper Sarah Hunter. And before we sign off, a quick couple of shout outs: the Injured Players Squad. A Facebook group reaching out to injured players, men and women, who may just feel a little bit isolated during this time with their rehab, yeah, especially um, at the moment in, in lockdown. And the Irish Rugby Roundup have been in touch. This is a competitive community for rugby teams, I'm reading from the script here, um, to stimulate their mental and physical health through competitive fitness. A website where any team can enter and have a team captain. Home workouts and videos that are rugby specific, which can be accessed by all members. A point system based on participation, team work needed. Backs and forwards. Challenges for bonus points can be won to create a more competitive edge. So do check them out. And a huge congratulations to mother-to-be Marley Packer. Yeah, many, many congratulations to, to Marley. So a big thank you this week to Katie Daly-McLean, MBE. We mustn't forget that bit. She, she gets really cross if you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and to producer, Jess. And we understand that World Rugby will be doing a rerun of the 2014 Rugby World Cup final. Wow, have you, 
Have you ever watched that back? I haven't. I haven't ever watched it back. I've only been watching the reruns when World Rugby have been putting them out. You've never watched When You Become a World Champion back? Nope. My word. Only ever seen, only, only ever seen like little highlights that, you know, people would tweet out or World Rugby put a clip out of one of the tries and but that's all, yeah. Oh my God, I think I'd watch it every day. Do you know what? It is really, really strange because every other game, every other game, including club, I will always watch back. From a, so 2006, 2010, 2014, 2017, never watched them back. And, other and, than I watched 2017 when World Rugby put it out the other week. And is that is that sat there in a tracksuit making notes on your own performance or is that sat there... Possibly, I don't know, with a the glass of rose or baby sham, whatever whatever goes down in your house, Lambrini. Ah, oh, it's definitely not Lambrini. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know why I don't watch it back. But all previously, all games before that, you watch back to analyse individually and team yeah, performance. But but as a but, fan, have you sat there and watched? Do you do you watch those World Cup? Have you ever sat and watched them as, like as a fan without a notebook and pen or? An analytical head-on. No. Wow. No, because I'm like, oh, I played in it. I know what happened. <laughs> oh well, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a fair point. Well made. Um, yeah, look, well, that rerun of that uh, the World Cup final. Do you know he's been enjoying uh, of late? Is people doing like a playing their albums and then doing like a live tweet? If you're going to watch this final. I'll watch this final and I'll guest who will talk about it just a second next week. Why don't we sort of live tweet during the game? Yeah, that'd be a great idea. I can ask ask the maestro why he did what he did at times. Yeah, nice. <laughs> on the spot. All right, you're on. There's there's a bit of excitement for you. Um, we'll do we'll do like a hashtag WRP live tweet or or something like that. So do keep an eye on the socials, which leads us on to our guest next week. Who else? could we have on with the World Cup winning coach himself Gary Street will be joining us next week and hopefully a player or two who played on that day as well I'm guessing I can put you down Berth straight away absolutely you won't miss it for the world splendid well until then everyone keep safe stay at home help out the NHS save lives and keep keep talking to each other get in touch with us if you need have a look at that back catalogue and stay safe until next time